0: better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino and kyle Krabs from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this friday episode of the show kyle happy friday to you
1: hello joseph Full name is thing, a huh? lovely day to be a fan of not the new york jets do we need to adjust our schedule prediction for them Based off no. of the trans transpiring events of yesterday.
0: No, they already got the most pessimistic projection. No, I don't, possibly think, they of I don't think
1: they did, though. No,
0: I, 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 w- I could have given them a couple more wins. I think 5-11 and 11 is plenty bad for the Jets, even if they don't have Jamal Adams.
1: Okay, so if you didn't see the news yesterday, Jamal Adams has officially requested a trade from the New York Jets six months after stating publicly he desired to be, quote, a Jet for life. Life comes at you fast (laughs) in the Big Apple. So Jamal Adams has 2020 and 2021 on his rookie contract, right? Yep. Fifth-year option of $9.8 million next year. Uh, The good news is if the Jets... Elect to find a trade partner for Jamal Adams, Joe. Um, His his cap hit's not obscene for this year. He's due three and a half million dollars in cash this year, and another three and a half of his cap hit is prorated signing bonus from when he signed his rookie deal. So any team bringing him on this year will only have to pay him three point six million dollars. That's good, right? And then Mm -hmm. the 9.8 next year. The problem is Jamal's looking to reset the safety market, and he's given the Jets a short list of teams that he would like to go to. He would be receptive to go to, and my understanding is if he goes to one of these teams that's on his wish list, he's not going to command a new contract right away. So Joe and I we're going to work through Jamal's wish list and we're going to determine how realistic these are as actual outcomes for Jamal Adams.
0: I think the first the, in, the first interesting point here is what he wants, right? You you you've gathered that he wants around 17 million a season, right?
1: That's from reading on the the bird website. That has been what I have been able to gather.
0: All right. And so the the best safeties in the NFL get paid right at about $14 million per year. And I think an interesting point here to make is Jamal Adams obviously wants to significantly reset the safety market. And if I just watch my team give a record-shattering contract to C.J. Mosley that pays him $3 million more than the next highest-paid off-ball linebacker, well, hell yeah, I want that if I'm if I'm Jamal Adams right. and it's safety, right? So, like, the Jets, I, let's put a little bit of blame right there for them showing that willingness to grossly overpay a player, grossly overset the market, and then, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be really surprised when your star player that has an argument to be labeled one of the best safeties in the game is up for a new deal, and he, too, would like to reset the market by three million dollars. I don't okay. think that's a coincidence.
1: And yeah, that's that's where the seventeen million comes from. It's Rich Samini, has reported, he's the ESPN Jets guy, uh, that Adams wants to be the highest paid player on the Jets. <laughs> so what a weird barometer. This, he's looking at this CJ Mosley deal and he's like, Yeah, man, I, I know him a better football player than that guy probably like not from in a disrespectful sense, right? Right. But knowing full well, you know, I am more versatile. I play a more high impact position. I'm a bigger part of the weekly game plans to neutralize opposing offenses, never mind the fact that CJ Mosley was hurt last year. And of course like we can't blame Joe Douglas for the CJ Mosley contract either cuz right. he didn't sign it. Correct. It's almost like this is why you don't fire your GM after free agency in the draft. you are going to make a change, make it at the start of the off season. So everybody can be freaking on board with what's going on.
0: So I guess the, the first question I have is, do you think that the jets should trade Jamal Adams or should they meet his salary uh, requests?
1: Man. So it's I been a noisy it,
0: situation for a couple yes, years now,
1: man. Yeah what the jets jamal and the jets well jamal was fine until they took a a phone call for him at the trade deadline and he got butthurt about that yeah he did not like that they took a that he was reportedly and because the reports as it got packaged was the jets are shopping jamal adams and he's like well what the hell man like why so he got real upset about that at the trade deadline and then tried to smooth it over and i want to be a jet for life he said that after the trade deadline. And now here we are, and death taxes, and and Adam Gase alienating good football players. I suppose. Um, <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, let me ask you this though about Jamal Adams. Yeah. How do you reconcile his claim as this premier elite safety, top in the league, but only has two career interceptions in forty six career I games? Don't care. I know that. Well, he has got a, he brings a whole lot else to the table, right? I mean, he's versatile, and he's got a quick trigger. He's physical, tone setting. Like, his value transcends interceptions, but we know that there's nothing more valuable for a football team than giving the ball back to the offense, and he's not really proven to do that at a high level in terms of creating interceptions.
1: Okay, so then on the other hand, we got to look up at the statistics on oh, what percentage of sacks are drive killers because this guy had six and a half sacks last year as a safety.
0: So that's, and again, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to come up with a debate. you you're, that's how you say, okay, yeah, I'm not concerned with that. Right. Jamal I reconciled the, reconcile the
1: lack of ball skills because it's like when you're evaluating college prospects and it's like, well, he wasn't asked to, to, he wasn't used out there. He's not playing deep, high middle free safety. He's playing an attack role and he's playing on the second level more often than he's playing on the third level and he's attacking the line of scrimmage. He's not playing a bunch of like deep zones and stuff like that. So like for me it's very easy to reconcile when you consider all the different ways that he's impacting your defense. And Joe I'd also say this, uh, you have to have complementary players around. How good has this Jets roster been in recent years? Since Jamal Adams has been on the team, how good has the Jets defense been 2017, 2018, 2019? No, they've they've not have had great personnel. No. Right. So you don't have good personnel, you don't have good talent to some degree it's like any player that comes in you can't just be like this rose amongst the thorns and be a transcendent player like you got to have complementary players around you
0: right but i think i think it's an important thing for us to distinguish here at the beginning of this conversation because i think a lot of people may look at Jamal Adams and say oh my god he's only got two career interceptions and he's a safety and i think it was important for us to clear that clear that hurdle as we engage in this conversation about paying a guy $17 million a year when the next highest right. paid guy is 14 and potentially giving up multiple first-round picks to acquire him.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: All right, so do you think that's what it takes? I mean, we're going to get into these teams, but is it? Is it
1: the – By the way, speaking of – Jamal Adams' uh, passer rating in targets against him in 98 targets over his last two seasons is 75. Yeah, it's very good. He gave up 187 yards in coverage last year. Total, over 14 games. So, just, just it's like looking at sack numbers for pass rushers, right? Extends well beyond just that one number. So, let's not, you know, if, if you're a guy that's going to criticize Jamal Adams, I'm not saying you are, Joe. I understand we're, we're framing this conversation. This impact extends so far beyond just, oh, he's got two picks in his career.
0: Right. It's like Byron Jones. <laughs> exactly right we're not going down that rabbit hill uh kyle no, i had a question for you yeah I, jamal adams great football player probably eats built bar that'd
1: be that'd be the point that i'd make i here. would be inclined to say that <laughs> yes he does
0: built bar it's the best tasting protein bar that i've ever had it's hard to explain you got to try these things for yourself they're all made with real chocolate they have amazing flavor variety i posted a tweet yesterday of my recent shipment that came in, and you can see the variety of flavor that I like to uh, order. We've got everything from coconut almond and uh, mint brownie to the peanut butter, black cherry chocolate. We've got the uh, the raspberry chocolate, peanut butter. So many great flavors, and that's what I love so much is that every time I go grab a built Bar, I can get something different. If I like one flavor, I can get an entire box, but I can get the variety packs, which I personally love. These things are delicious. They taste like candy bars. Uh, there's no gritty aftertaste. There's no chalkiness to them. It literally feels like I'm eating a candy bar, and it's an amazing combination of low-calorie, high-protein, and low-sugar. There's no crazy additives. If you compare them to other protein bars. It's literally half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. It does not make sense that it can be that good for you and taste that good. Try them for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com. Right now, it's the best time to head over there. Everything in the store is literally 50% off, and all of the profits go to charity. So again, BuiltBar.com, almost everything, 50% off in their inventory right now as they make way for some new product. And uh, all of those proceeds go to charity. So check out builtbar.com and have the best tasting protein bar that you've ever had.
1: I all right, Kyle. My breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my built bar order is out for delivery today.
0: <laughs> Ter- terrific. And people, you even had comments about the size of the built bar order that I placed. Yours.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's just all the little six, six bar boxes make it look like you've got. I know. <laughs>
0: I know, but I like I like always going in there and getting something different. But uh, I know you've got you. I ordered six total boxes. You've got eight coming, right? Uh, no comment. Yeah, it's I per source. It's a subst-
1: substantial amount of bars.
0: <laughs> All right, so we got seven teams to consider for Jamal Adams.
1: We do, we do,
0: because he's told us <laughs> which seven teams he'd like to be traded for or right. two
1: he, this man wants to go win a playoff game or two
0: i feel like that's the case here all right let's just go in order that uh they're listed on Schefter's tweet.
1: very good all right so the Baltimore Ravens are first
0: yeah and I'll, I'll say this about the Baltimore Ravens they have a good safety tandem they've got Earl Thomas and Chuck Clark Chuck Clark's a good football player um now yeah we're not gonna have Chuck Clark's not gonna prevent me from going and getting there you go. there you th- go. Jamal Adams right but there is a a value proposition here, right? I mean, you, you're you're talking about giving up at least a first-round pick to get Jamal Adams. You've um, and, and to me, you know, your team like the Ravens, and I think as players become more expensive, some of your younger players like Lamar Jackson, what you're going to have to pay players like that, adding a, a $20 million a year safety is something that I have a hard time thinking is the right move when you need to get more younger players on rookie deals to complement and fill out your roster.
1: Mm-hmm. Now here's the, if you bring in Jamal Adams, right? They can fit him under the cap this year. They've got like seven and change. So he would take up half of their remaining cap space. Mm -hmm. 2021, this team is forecasted to have uh, around $60 million in cap space. But we got to start thinking about, Extending a quarterback on a rookie deal, right? And, like, Chuck Clark's not a guy that has a super friendly contract to get out of. After 2021, Uh, he would, or in the 2021 offseason, you would double his cap hit to cut him or yeah, trade. You're
0: not, you're not doing that.
1: So he's going to be on the team regardless. Here's the silver lining. Joe, what if I told you you could absorb Jamal Adams's fifth-year option, Base salary of $9.8 million for cutting or trading two players. Are you in? I need to know who they are. Okay. One of those players is tight end Nick Boyle. Okay. You can save $5.5 million against the cap by trading or cutting Nick Boyle next year. Well, let's be honest. He's their tight end two and a half. Right. He's a very integral piece of the, the the run game with his blocking skills. Yep. But is that He's... difficult to replicate?
0: No, I need to, who's the other player?
1: Calais Campbell.
0: And I want – you, you have to do it after this season?
1: Do it after this season. So you get this year with Boyle, Campbell – and they, I mean, they don't even need to get rid of Clay Campbell. It's just, I was trying to find a break even for two players yeah. that like Adams is worth these two players cap hits or, or dollar amounts. This is but you th- get this, you get this year with Adams, Campbell, and Boyle.
0: I guess the hard part here is, is there's not one team in the league that shouldn't be open and interested in to, to adding a, a 31 like team
1: should call the New right. York jets. Yes. So, so
0: I guess we're talking about the dynamics of that possibility, I'm not going to sit here and say that they shouldn't do it, but I think that there's some some complications, right? And do you think well,
1: they are the most likely team on this I, list? I think I, need
0: to, Jamal, I, I need to answer that question after we've talked about the other six teams okay, as well. Okay,
1: well then let's rock and roll and move forward. I would give this, would, would you say modest, moderate? There's there's a moderate oh. possibility this is an outcome for them. Oh,
0: I like when we give tears. I know labels. you like
1: light yeah. labels because yeah. we're we're labelers. I am a labeler at least. Uh, I'd say, and modest. I'm an, an I'm an in labeler. Yeah, modest to your labeling.
0: <laughs> modest, Kyle. I say Moving it's modest. On,
1: Dallas Cowboys,
0: they could use them right. I mean, they
1: could definitely use him.
0: Ha ha! Clinton Dix, Xavier Woods, a shaky situation at cornerback. Um, a lot of a lot of their money is tied up on offense, right? Very disproportionate amount of spending for their football team. Um, I'm I'm sure they think they're going to be pretty competitive this year, right? Picking somewhere in the 20s, I, I think, mm-hmm. is a reasonable expectation. And so, I don't know. I haven't looked at their cap. So in 2020, the Cowboys have. Eleven I have their million, 20,
1: twenty-one. Okay, uh, so they could take him this year, no questions asked.
0: Thirty-six next year.
1: Thirty-six next year, but Dak Prescott's not under contract next year because <laughs> he's on the franchise tag. Okay, so that
0: <laughs> that's not accumulating for any money allocated towards Dak.
1: Correct. So and now that's you not even
0: can... enough to get Dak right.
1: Thirty-six. Cor- correct. So now you have to extrapolate and find. Okay, where's ten million dollars in cap space we can find just to fit Dak and Jamal Adams? Here's the thing: like Dallas w- has been the team that's been interested. Right, Dallas was the team that called at the trade deadline. Dallas was the team most hotly tied. Like Dallas wants him, but w- what witchcraft are we going <laughs> to undertake to make this happen? I
0: don't. Know, I mean. Th- they gave twenty million a season to Mari Cooper.
1: Right. It's they. They've given out monster contract after monster contract after monster contract. So, like, okay, let's. Are you sitting here looking at the breakdown?
0: I'm looking at all of the Cowboy salaries right now.
1: Okay, so let's find the room for. Let, let's forget long term. We got to find ten million dollars in 2021. How are we going to do it? Brother,
0: we still got to sign a draft class. and, and I understand add that. Up our but, roster.
1: But <laughs> is there a clear path?
0: Dude, they've got the most players I've ever seen signed through like 2023, 2024. We've been looking at a lot of this lately. Mm-hmm. They have an amazing amount of money committed long-term to players. That's cr- Oh, man, they're going to have to hit on draft picks.
1: They're going to have to hit on draft And they've drafted well as they of late, but here's the problem. It. Here's the problem. If you're a team that's good, like the Cowboys, first-round pick first round pick ain't going to get you Jamal Adams.
0: No, yeah, they're going to want more.
1: Like, they're going to want high picks. I cannot believe the amount of money this this team has tied up in players, dude. Like, the only realistic player to drop off is Tyron Smith. As far as, like, you look at the cap commitments that they have on these players and the dead cap for 2021. Amari Cooper, 28. DeMarcus Lawrence, 32. Not that they get rid of those players anyway. Zach Martin, 8. You're not getting rid of him. He's one of the best guards in football. Zeke Elliott, 24 and a half. Tyron Smith, less than $2 million. You can save $11 million if you rid yourself of Tyron Smith's services. Oh, Lyle Collins, you need a left $12 million. Right. Oh, yeah, by the way, now you need a left tackle. Jalen Smith, almost $10 million in dead cap. Gerald McCoy, you can cut him and save like $3.2 million. Blake Jarwin, you can cut him and save $3.2 million. I don't think this math is going to work unless there's a massive restructure of somebody's deal or multiple people's deals. But they just signed these contracts.
0: Right. Zeke, Cooper, Jarwin, Martin, Collins, Smith, Lawrence, Jalen Smith.
1: Oh, by the way, you don't have Dak Prescott on your contract. Oh, i good. wanted th- i wanted I wanted to give this something other than like something better than moderate, but I don't think I can
0: right. There's musical chairs that have
1: to happen here, man. There are tons speaking of musical chairs. you want to keep moving forward and we'll talk about the Houston Texans trying to trade for Jamal Adams okay, with
0: their so- assets <laughs> They don't have any assets right. and they don't have any cap space Kyle
1: 21, so million, gonna-
0: 21 million in twenty twenty available.
1: <laughs> Maybe Bill O'Brien will trade him to Sean Watson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've got twenty million this year. I mean, that th- that deal would have to be so creative. Oh. All right, so for the Houston?
1: tech yeah. for
0: Houston? It, And let's examine the need as well. They've got Justin Reed and they just brought in uh, Eric Murray. They paid him a, a modest amount of money. But Nass- Reed and Adams would be a great tandem, man. It'd it be would. A great
1: tandem. It would. Uh how about trading uh i'm not gonna like saying this out loud do you know who i'm thinking of tonsil no you can't trade tonsil with his 25 or 26 million dollar dead cap can't move him.
0: you're not gonna like saying this out loud a houston texans player that they should trade
1: yeah uh i don't know jj Watt. Um, he's got would... no dead cap but why would that be helpful Se- for 17 and a half million dollar cap hit? You have to move money to bring him on. If you were going to do it, JJ's due $33 million in cash over the next two seasons, and none of it is guaranteed.
0: If I were the Jets, I'd say, yeah, no, we're good. I'd rather have a first-round pick.
1: Right. I'm not saying that's – like, it would have to be picks plus JJ Watt.
0: Hoping that the Jets would absorb him. (laughs) Correct. To me, that makes – if I have to take back JJ Watt – I want even more draft capital for, from you,
1: but here's the problem. Houston doesn't have a one or a two this year.
0: Right. So I'm, I'm deferring any <laughs> of my, of the picks till <laughs> 2022. And Bill, what are you doing? This can't happen, right? The jets aren't going to be willing to, to wait that long for like their returns.
1: Right. right. I agree with you. And it's, but I mean, that's, that's how for some of these teams we're going to have to start out, okay who's a player we can send back <laughs> like a player of substance too not a throwaway player and jj wouldn't just be a salary dump
0: no but here's so the next team is really interesting to me Kyle the chiefs and it's not that the that the jets have a big need on the defensive line but chris jones could be part of a of a
1: package right where could they're you kind imagine of imagine him with uh with quinnen
0: would be yeah it'd be you be killers and now the Chiefs, like they've got Juan Thornhill coming back who's had a really good rookie year, and they've got uh, Tyron Matho, you know, so they're not like f- screaming for help at safety, but they could put they could those guys are interchangeable, man. You could do so many different things with them. You're gonna be in sub most of the time anyways,
1: right? I do worry about the redundancy between Honey Badger and Jamal though
0: well, yeah, and if you're the Chiefs, I mean everything we've talked about with continuing to draft well and get meaningful players on rookie deals and that type of stuff is going to matter for them. They're going to pay Mahomes, what, $50 million a year or something like that, right? right. It's going right. to be crazy what they're going to have to do.
1: Now, what's interesting is Honey Badger, for all of his versatility, his contract is up after 2021, and he'll be 30 years old entering the 2022 season. The the Chiefs could move on after this year for less than five million dollars in dead cap.
0: So that's your angle there.
1: I mean, if the if if they wanted to interchange an expensive safety, Honey Badger, I mean, his cap hits nineteen point seven. His base salary this year is fourteen and a half. And he has a prorated signing bonus from when he signed his deal, that's nearly five million dollars. So his cap hits this year is big. So there's like a cap equivalency of what Jamal's asking for on an annual average salary. Of course, some years that's going to ebb and flow and fluctuate, right? And that's how we have this, this big money cap hit for Honey Badger this year. You're getting a younger player, not as diverse in coverage, but a bigger player. I don't know, I think that's that's an interesting exchange and you would just have to deal with the overlap for one year and have ju- the, these three safety sets. So,
0: I feel like you've talked yourself into this being a good idea. It's reasonable. probably...
1: From a financials and assets perspective, it's probably the second most realistic so far behind Baltimore.
0: Yeah, just because it seems really hard for the Cowboys or Texans to really make it yes,
1: happen. Texans don't have the assets and the Cowboys, man. You, you, we're gonna have to do some magical things with the cap. The Cowboys are the home run. Like, yes, he should go there, right? But I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna swing that long term.
0: I think the the Eagles are the next team, Kyle. And I think from a fit perspective, you talk about Jim Schwartz wanting to be plus one in the box. I mean, Jamal Adams would be a dream, right? <laughs> yeah. A freaking dream yeah. for this defense. Um, and I think they they could I mean, look, they don't have what is it, Rodney McLeod and they're gonna move Jalen Mills to corn, to safety this year. They just drafted Kayvon Wallace.
1: Brother, you're wasting your breath.
0: Because they're not gonna do it. Philly's not gonna do this deal.
1: Joe, they have negative fifty one million dollars in cash. Oh, yeah, mixture. that's right. We've talked about that. We talked about that. Can't do it. That's right. 50- and again. Look at their look at their year over year for long term contracts, man. Yeah, this we find, this is, find me the guy that you're gonna save money with when Carson Wentz has fifty nine million dollars in dead cap, Fletcher Cox, fifteen million dollars in dead cap, Alshon Jeffrey, ten million dollars ten and a half million dollars in dead cap, Brandon Graham, seventeen million dollars in dead cap, Lane Johnson, thirty three million dollars in dead cap, Darius Slade, twenty one point seven million dollars in dead cap, Javon Hargrave, twenty two and a half million dollars. Where are you gonna get the money?
0: Look at look. Uh, if you have spot, they have a lot of orange, Kyle. They've deferred so much salaries mm-hmm. to years. They're going to be paying like Malik Jackson. They're going to be paying him through twenty twenty
1: four. Yeah, I mean these Eagles Brandon fans Graham sitting t- sitting in the bathtub farting and giggling, talking about how the salary cap is a myth. You got to pay it eventually, guys. Yeah, well, it's uh,
0: you just what an image, Kyle. You just Eagles fans sitting in bathtubs farting and giggling about how the salary cap is a myth. <laughs> We're not just going to let that 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 pass over. That, that needed to be repeated. Um, yeah, so they're in trouble. They can't do it. Cannot
1: do it. I mean, the good news is you can create $10 million by getting rid of Derek Barnett. And now you're at <laughs> negative $41 million. Yeah,
0: now they got to do that four more times.
1: Mm-hmm. And To get create, back to zero.
0: And create holes along the way. Who's up next, the 49ers?
1: 49ers, which I think is an interesting one.
0: I think they've got a good safety tandem right now. Jimmy Ward, Draciskey tart. I think that's a top 10 duo.
1: I don't disagree with you, but, and they, they've thrived with versatility in secondary, right? Yeah. But what is their long-term fit for some of these players? They are projected for 2021 to have $45 million in cap space. They're going to have to pay Kittle. Yep. They're going to have to pay Trent Williams. Yep. So that right there is two-thirds of their cap space. They can manipulate it and defer some of the guarantees and stuff if they need to, to diminish it for 2021 when they need to take on a hypothetical $10 million cap hit for um, Jamal Adams. But like, how long, and this is a genuine question, I don't have it right in front of me right now, how long is Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart under contract?
0: Tart is signed he's a free agent after this year and Jimmy Ward signed through 2022.
1: There you go. You want to re-sign Tart or pay pony up twice as much for 2021 and have Jamal Adams?
0: I think you just don't pay Quan Alexander and give that exact same money
1: right <laughs> to, to Jamal Adams. Right. And here's the thing, here's the interesting thing. San Francisco could after this season cut Quan Alexander and save 6 million dollars against cap. So, almost enough to take on his entire fifth-year option.
0: All right. So, I mean, 49ers, That's, a This is the
1: best option so far.
0: Right. Now, are they – I mean, it's going to be a late first-round pick, right? Like, <clears throat> they'll have to give up. Is there
1: up a player a, they can give back to help make this easier?
0: Quan Alexander.
1: Yeah, go on. Hey, you want another grossly overpaid inside linebacker? Here you go.
0: <laughs> right. They'd have a forty million dollar linebacker tandem.
1: Okay, but no, let's 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 think seriously here.
0: D Ford. They need the Jets need an edge rusher.
1: they they would never take him. I
0: don't th- I was being hopeful.
1: <laughs> so, you know, Solomon Thomas doesn't make or isn't a bad idea.
0: I mean, that would help you this year because they're paying him nine million this year. So that'd be you would basically be a one for one. So you're saying like Solomon Thomas and a one?
1: Solomon Thomas and a one and like maybe a day three pick.
0: You don't think the Jets would rather have D Ford?
1: From a scheme perspective, have you seen their roster construction?
0: But I mean the Jets have cap space, right? So that's not that he would be right, the best pass rusher think. immediately.
1: If he was that good San Francisco wouldn't be desperate to get rid of him one year into signing his contract.
0: He's a re- he's a good pass rusher in the NFL. He's also what
1: 100 and, or 240 pounds? Yeah, he's always that been 240. It, pounds, it doesn't fit the Jets. The what Jets like they like big dudes. They need some slashers though. I they don't care. I'm trying to they're help you. The they're going to they're going to blitz the shit out of you anyway.
0: How redundant is Solomon Thomas? They have seven Solomon Thomases already on the roster. I understand that, but
1: Solomon Thomas is a former top five pick. That's a a roll of the dice.
0: I guess the value in terms of the – you would basically get a year audition with him and you could – Right. I mean –
1: Or, hear me out, what about Jaquisky Tart?
0: If I was the Jets, I'd want that.
1: Right. That's I'm trying to think of like who who would the Jets want back.
0: So, Jarkis, Jarkiski tart in a one for Jamal Adams.
1: Maybe. Because the, you know that way you don't have to take this big step back with a versatile safety.
0: I mean, that's a, so you'd have to think the difference between Tart to Adams is a first round pick,
1: which I think it is. Whew. I mean, Tart's a nice player. Right, but I think Adams is a special player.
0: I wouldn't like that if I was a 49ers fan.
1: Okay, well who would you would you you obviously be more prone for either D Ford or Solomon Thomas if you were a Niners fan with this D <laughs> Of course I would. Yes. Okay, yes. but here's the, here's the thing though. Are you going to keep Jaquisky Tart? If you bring in Jamal Adams anyway,
0: you're not going to,
1: then what difference does it make?
0: I gave up my first round pick.
1: It's tough. We, we we can agree to disagree on the dynamics of that deal, but would you agree with me that San Francisco is the most realistic option from all angles we have looked at on this show thus far?
0: from the angles we've looked at it from a consideration of this is a team that just moved DeForest Buckner f- for a first round pick with them trying to get cheap, yo, know, younger at some positions and like be more long-term. I don't know that I would predictively think this would happen.
1: Okay. We'll keep that in mind. We'll do the last one. And then we're going to rank them to end the show.
0: All right. Seattle. Predictively.
1: Right? Predictively. Yes. The Seattle Seahawks.
0: What's their, we got to look at their cap situation. My producer's
1: pulling it up on mine right now. All right. No guarantee spot tracks going to load quickly. Okay. So they got $13 million in cap, almost fourteen in cap right now for 2020. So they can Six- bring them on no problem.
0: Sixty seven available for next year.
1: Okay. Now we do this. Davion Clowney's toast. I think he's yeah. coming back.
0: Right. And they've got Condrey Diggs and Marquise Blair, who they just drafted. Brad McDougal.
1: And I know Jim, Jim Nagy had some words of support for Marquise Blair.
0: Right. Uh, who was the second round yesterday. pick in 2019. I, I mean. Right.
1: And I mean, Jim knows Seattle is as good as anybody out there. So. So I think that
0: that's a pretty good clue that we don't think this will happen. Right. I think feasibly it could. Seattle's been more than willing to trade first round picks. Right. That's never been a problem for them. They have cap space. Jamal Adams would be a great addition to that defense. Right. Even if it's not for he'd be be the best
1: investment of a first round pick since the turn of the decade
0: for Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best thing that Seattle's done in the first round since 20? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like,
1: I don't know. I know they had good drafts in 20, either 2010 and 2011 or 20. 11 and 2012, but it's, but like, it's
0: not first round it's picks Been
1: a long time,
0: <laughs> but those picks are all like Sherman Wilson, uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, cam chancellor. None of these guys were first round picks
1: <laughs> Earl Thomas in 2010. That's there it is. That's the
0: last good first round pick by the Seahawks.
1: Yes. It's been, um, it's been a, been a hot sack. So yeah, I, I, I
0: don't think bringing in Jamal Adams prohibits Marquise Blair from carving out a role for this team. Now, play, actually get out of your base defense, play some sub, and you can have a lot of fun with Diggs, Blair, and Adams.
1: Yeah, go big Nick and Hell you know, yeah. get get Jamal Adams into some of those run fits playing against wide zone against San Francisco.
0: Right, and you got Arizona in that division?
1: Yeah. And the Rams?
0: This is a perfect team to to do something like this. The Seahawks should do this. This would be the team that should do it. I'm pounding the table right now. Seattle should do it. Predictively, I don't know that that's going to happen.
1: I think it's – I don't think they are – Oh, I don't think they're realistically going to have it
0: happen. No, but they should. This is the one team that they should do it. For the okay, dynamics of the division, their cap, their inability to get returns on first-round picks, Seattle should be all over this opportunity.
1: Now, so we had seven teams. Baltimore, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Seattle. Those were the teams on Jamal's wish list. What is the least likely team to get this this deal done?
0: Eagles they can't do it.
1: From a financial's perspective, it's damn near impossible. Would you <laughs> argue with me putting the Houston Texans as the next least likely team?
0: Correct. They don't have shit to because offer. Because they don't
1: have the assets. Right. To make a deal. Right. So now we're down to Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City, San Francisco, Seattle.
0: Now, this is predictively?
1: Yes, we're doing it predictively
0: what do we have anybody at the top that makes the most sense predictively no we
1: gotta no we gotta go this way oh i hate you for that so philadelphia houston Houston. yeah
0: i mean that dallas conversation was really complicated just given how much yeah
1: but they want him so bad which is like y'all are are gonna go off the rails here man like (laughs)
0: <laughs> so predictively, predictively, it makes sense. Now, here's what you dude. If you trade for Jamal Adams, I think you're saying <laughs> Andy Dalton's our starting quarterback in 2020. Right, right. I think you really are saying that, man. And you're willing to take that approach of we believe it's not smart to commit massive amounts of cap space to quarterbacks. And that we will just continue to plug in guys and figure it out. Dangerous. But I think there's some growing belief then that you, that might then, be the thing to do. If you you don't better trade more.
1: Dak Prescott right now. Oh, yeah, you should. Then trade Dak Prescott right now and then use some of those picks to trade for Jamal Adams.
0: I think we have to put the Cowboys towards the top because th- when we there's do. a will and there's Jerry Jones, there's, there's a, way. a way. This guy owns like, did you know this? That like he is a partial owner of like eight different NFL stadiums. Mm-hmm. Just,
1: <laughs> this guy, man. All right. He's- so is San Francisco the next least likely team? You made a good yes. you made a good case regarding their move with DeForest Buckner to Javon Kinley.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty telling about where they're headed. So I'd say that. Yep. Bottom three okay. Eagles, Texans, Niners.
1: Okay, so that leaves us with Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City, and
0: Seattle. I'm I'm kind of thinking Seattle might be next just because just because of what Jim put on Twitter. I mean, that's right. that's a big wet blanket it's over a, the it's idea.
1: A, it's a very strong endorsement from a guy who's extremely plugged in because he spent a strong amount of time working in Seattle. So he knows those guys. Uh, so that leaves us with our top three predictive most likely outcomes, Dallas, Baltimore, and Kansas City. I would put Kansas City three. I agree. Which I put leaves Baltimore. us with – Baltimore, Baltimore next. at two. Yeah. I agree. And Dallas at one just because they've been so red hot on this trail. But it's interesting. You work through it. I mean, we were pretty dismissive of Philly and Houston. The other five, at least, like yeah. we had somewhat of a shot. But Dallas was not a team that we thought had a strong case to take this on. So you're going to have to make some very significant concessions on your roster. And Joe, as you said, the easiest one to make. Dak Prescott, if this void is too far, what does that say about his long-term future if they end up getting this deal done? Right.
0: Let me ask you this. Fact or fiction? Jamal Adams gets traded to one of these seven teams.
1: That's probably fiction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now that, now that you've stuck with us for 40 minutes...
1: We don't think this is going to happen. Well, the hard part is Jamal wants to go to a contender. That's quite apparent in reading his list. But all of the teams that are going to have the best assets to appeal to the Jets are not contenders. Correct. So that that is the will of the team versus the will of the player. Jamal has some leverage right now. But the Jets ultimately have time on their side to find a destination here because he's got two years of control left. and Because he's got two years of control left, the Jets can hold teams' feet to the fire and say, you want him, you're guaranteed two years plus franchise tag. You're talking three years. And that's a long time in the NFL.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of teams that we didn't talk about that I think are interesting, but...
1: Perhaps another day.
0: Perhaps another day. Let's hope this
1: deal doesn't get done over the weekend. We could talk about it (laughs) early next week. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Draft News Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this deep dive on this Jamal Adams situation that uh, we are equally fascinated with. And uh, as you've heard over the course of the last 40 minutes, there are no shortage of possible outcomes. So stay tuned and keep it locked in right here. Draft dudes.